Hello everybody, welcome back to Cat's Tea and Witchcraft. My name is Fauna and I am your host. This is episode 20. Um, I'm excited because we're now getting out of the teens and everything and I feel like getting to that point in a podcast seems to be like something to achieve because I feel like there are a lot of podcasts that if they don't get past like the first like so many of them, they usually don't continue. So I feel like this is a good milestone for me. Today's episode is going to go over the Wiccan deities. Even if you are not Wiccan, you could also probably gain some positive information from this because I'm also going to be going over some additional things in regards to deities. I'm also going to do something a little bit different. Usually I plug the podcast social media pages at the end of the podcast, but I feel like maybe if I also do it at the beginning on occasion, it might uh, remind people to follow because I feel like if you don't get all the way to the end of the episode or you pause it and you wait till later and maybe you don't finish it, you might not hear that I have social media. So if you have not heard that I have some social medias for this podcast, you can follow the podcast social media at Cats Tea and Witchcraft on Instagram, on Twitter at Cats Tea and Witch, and you can also send an email at Cats Tea and Witchcraft Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, so now I'm going to get started for the rest of the episode on the information. Um, But I just want to disclaim that my goal is not to convince you of the existence of gods or the Wiccan gods in general. Um, I'm going to kind of ask myself and kind of provide you some questions that I'm going to go over. Um, Some of those questions might convince you that gods exist or your belief in the particular Wiccan gods, or it might unconvince you of their existence but my goal is to allow you to make that decision and the questions I'm going to be asking will kind of just help guide a thought process. I'm going to go over what I believe in the information that is provided in Wiccan books and some witchcraft books so whatever you feel don't feel like you are required to work with deities or believe in the same deities as someone else. It is ultimately up to you to decide how you feel about it and how you would like to connect to any sort of spiritual beings that you may or may not work with and where you think they come from. So like I said, I'm going to go over the Wiccan deities. Um, Wicca has two main deities, at least in my tradition, and some other ones that I have been able to access information on. There are some books that I also was trying to cross-reference today, and they were supposed to come in the mail, but a package thief decided to steal my books, and I hope they enjoyed those books they probably didn't expect to receive. But yeah, Wicca has a god and a goddess. Um, Since Wicca is a new religion, and we know that Wicca has been around for at least less than 100 years. These deities, or at least this interpretation of the god and goddess, aren't old. Maybe the information for this god and goddess was taken or used or provided from older traditions, because witchcraft was not legal until less than the last 100 years, so... I don't have sources that were older that say there is a Wiccan or a Wiccan similar god and goddess in old practices because that information is probably kept very private in those old groups if they are even still active today. When it comes to the Wiccan deities, a lot of people have slightly different interpretations of them beyond the general concept of what they are said to have represent. Um, Overall, they are representations of nature and female and masculine energies. Together, they represent life, growth, and death. Overall, the cycle of humanity and all of nature. 
So they, together, the god and goddess represent duality. Um, the god and the goddess both have a couple names that you might hear of what they are called. Um, and each one of them has at least three names that they will be called. For the god, you will hear the name the green man, the horn god, and sage. You might also hear the terms the holly and oak king and or the sun god so that's a little more than three but i'll explain why some of those other names aren't technically the names and for the goddess you'll have the maiden the mother the crone and also you might hear the term the triple goddess out of the mother maiden and crone or the moon goddess because the goddess represents the moon so that whenever who and what the deities are. The next is the associations that I'm going to go over. So what are the associations? So the god represents masculinity, the sun. He's a caretaker of animals, harvests, and life. The green man aspect of him, because, okay, so let me break this down. For both the god and the goddess, they have three aspects, which represents the three aspects of human life, being young, being an adult, and then being elderly. So the first one for the green man, for the god, he's a young man, he's free, he's learning new things, and just very sprightly. For the horn god, he's a little more, not necessarily middle-aged, but like above, say, maybe more in the 30s and 40s, if you think about in human years, has more experience than the green man, is at that fatherhood age. And then the sage is more of an older gentleman or a senior. They're wise, they're more experienced than the horn god. They're grandfatherly, but they're also a lot closer to death. And then for the goddess, her aspects is femininity, the moon being a universal mother, a source of fertility, love, and also represents death. So the maiden aspect, she's young, just like the green man, very sprightly, learning new things and experiencing things. For the mother, like... The horns god at a motherly age, more experienced than the maiden, but definitely is not quite like super old, so hasn't experienced everything yet. Then there's the crone, who is an elderly or at senior age, a lot wiser, grandmotherly, and for humans, a lot closer to death as well. So just like humans, there are aspects in our lives when we're young, when we're an adult, and when we're elderly. So if you kind of went around life uh, pretty standardly, you when you're young, you're you're young. So you're going to not have as much knowledge about the world, but you have a lot of hope, you have a lot of energy, and so you picture things very differently than your mother or your grandmother would. But as you get older, you experience more things and you'll get to a motherly or a fatherly age, depending on if it's male or female. Um, and then it proceeds into the uh, crone or the sage age, which comes with a lot of experience, hopefully, hopefully a lot more maturity. Uh, but from there, it's just like a normal life cycle. Uh, one of the things I wanted to go over in one of the questions I had is what is their mythology? I'm actually gonna turn that into a completely separate episode because it will take way too long and make this episode way too long if I did that. But there's also some aspects of those stories that I want to talk about because they are a little bit strange if you think about it in a non-mythological aspect. So I'm going to save those for another episode. 
when do you work with these deities? Um, different people work with them for different things. If you follow the wheel of the year, there are certain holidays that you will work with the moon and certain ones you might work with both and certain ones that you would work with the god. So for espits or for the moon, you're probably going to more likely work with a goddess or the Wiccan goddess. For sabbats, for sun holidays, you're probably going to work with the god. And then some of them in between, you might work with both. The next thing is, are they real? Well, what do you think? Do you think they're real deities or do you think they are symbols of nature in the phases of human life? Do you think they're personifications of birth, life, and death? Or maybe there's something else. Were they man-made completely or were they actual deities that maybe other ones or what the Wiccan ones are based off of older deities and just renames? Or are they something completely new or something just different overall? I have a little quote here for you um, that I got from Scott Cunningham's book, uh, Wicca, A Guide for the Solitary Practitioner, and is on page 10. And it says, In Wiccan thought, the deities don't exist before our spiritual ancestors' acknowledgement of them. However, the energies behind them did. They created us. Early worshippers recognized these forces as the goddess and god, personifying them in an attempt to understand them. So, what does that mean to you? Another thing that I kind of was brainstorming a question. It might not make sense, but what I have information for under a particular topic, this question is, do the Wiccan deities transcend through the whole universe, or are they strictly human or earth-based? Um... For me, I put depends on your interpretation. Do you perceive them as divine, all-powerful beings? Or do you side with the belief that they are personifications of the sun and the moon, male and female, or in the life cycle of humans? So maybe life is very different in other parts of the universe. Or do you believe that it's very similar somewhere else in, in maybe this particular galaxy? Like, we, we don't know. Um, and that's one of the things that, comes with being human we don't know does your interpretation make them all powerful or do you think that maybe there's just more to it and they are just divine creatures who we interact with in general but there's more than just them a part of the process there are varying pantheons and not all gods and goddesses in those pantheons had a hand in creating the universe or is there something bigger and these are just smaller entities that we all have an easier time connecting with? And that also makes me wonder, and probably other people wonder, are all pantheons the same deities and we are just perceiving them differently based on the cultures or the ancient cultures that perceived them? Or are they just strictly man-made? It comes right back around to we don't know. Maybe they're just the personifications on how we feel about ourselves and things that go on around us daily to make us feel better. Next thing I want to go over is can you worship other gods as well if you identify as Wiccan? Yes, yes you can. A lot of them actually do because a lot of people or witches particularly do perceive the Wiccan god and goddess like me more as a personification of nature or just energy beings that are more associated with nature but not necessarily maybe a god i do work more with the moon goddess in general under the wicca kind of umbrella but when it comes to 
non-Wiccan things that I do. I work more with a pantheon that is not Wiccan with a god. So however you choose and decide to work with what energies for different things, that is literally all up to you. So don't worry about what other people's beliefs are and how they work with them See what path works for you based on maybe you try to reach out to different deities and see how you feel, but do what is right for you. Okay, so now I'm going to go over a topic that has been brought to my attention. I don't have really an answer for this, but more just how I would just maybe make someone who had this question or might is feeling this way just feel a little bit better about the situation. And I hope that's what happens when I go over this. And this question has been asked of me and I just pretty much gave this information that I'm going to give you because it might make a difference to someone who hears it and feels the same way. What has been brought to my attention is that there are some people or some witches or people who are interested in witchcraft that are part of the LGBTQ plus community that don't quite feel comfortable with the concept of Wicca. Because Wicca focuses on duality, it either makes people not comfortable because maybe they don't fully identify as male or female or they're gender fluid or transgender or another part of the community. I am not a part of that community, so I am just trying to provide answers or not even answers, but just maybe a little bit of support or an explanation that things are going to be okay and you can definitely be a part of this community. Some people also feel uncomfortable about it, not just because there's just a god and a goddess and it seems very uh, cisgender, I guess, but there are also definitely communities or let's just say there might be covens that are not accepting of LGBTQ members, um, specifically trans or gender fluid, depending on the type of community that they are and I'm not saying in any way that is right that is absolutely not right and if those are if that's a group that told you that you can't join them you don't want to be a part of that group anyway because they do not respect you and they do not value you as an individual in that case but if you are interested in Wicca but you feel like you can't be a part of the community you totally can do not let that bog you down If you have ever felt excluded because of that, I am so, so sorry. I don't think that I know how to honestly change the aspect of duality in Wicca just because it's a tradition that is not modern in modern times. I guess you can think of it's less than 100 years is pretty modern when it comes to religion. But in the 21st century, things have been changing very fast and things that were not seen as acceptable 20 years ago is completely different now and the people in that community should feel accepted and welcomed and loved in the witch and the wicca communities if you decide that you do want to practice but you want to make some tweaks to your solitary practice totally go ahead or if you don't want to necessarily stay under the wicca umbrella you can use aspects of wicca that you do like and do what works for you um There are also other deities out there you can work with that are not strictly the Wiccan god and goddess that are more LGBTQ friendly because there are mythologies that point towards some gods and goddesses that had had same-sex relationships or were kind of a little more uh, maybe gender fluid or just sexually fluid. So if you identify with some of those gods and goddesses more, 
find one that you connect with and that represents how you feel and you feel like you can form a relationship with if you want to work with deities. I've been hearing a little bit more that people like to work with Loki specifically. Um, if you want to read up on why he is associated with that, you can look up his mythologies. In the podcast um, description, I am also going to post a couple links just to kind of maybe kickstart that research for you. But you can also find more information out there besides these three links. I don't want to go over a giant list because I think some of the names I might butcher because it seems there are quite quite a few pantheons that have these LGBTQ friendly deities. And also I don't want to dive too deep into this topic because I am not an expert on it and I'm not a part of the community and I don't want to say something or too much that could be wrong. So in the end this is pretty much all I have for you on the Wiccan God and Goddess themselves that isn't quite the stories or the mythology which I am going to go over another day. So I do have one last thing to go over which is kind of more of just another mini rant in regards to things that I see going on just as a reminder and it's about reminding you guys how personal your magic experiences are to you. So what matters is how you feel about your magic and your experiences. Um, what happens to you and when you do something, you might not get the same results as someone even if they take the same steps as you. You can take a, a meditation with someone, maybe your best friend who's sitting next to you hearing the exact same thing at the exact same time, but both of you have different experiences while going through that meditation. Um, when it comes to any sort of beliefs, belief systems, don't get so bogged down on the little details and follow something so blindly that you also lose your way and end up going off at some crazy deep end that could actually make you go backwards in your progress because you are so focused on the wrong things. Also, just like any faith system or form of spirituality, some people take the information as actual facts while other people use them as just stories to help them process their thoughts and just go over possible experiences that they may experience. Even if you believe these things are just stories, these stories can help teach you things you might not have thought about or give you examples of different ways you can handle a situation just like some people do with the Bible as an example. Some people think that it's historical while other people think it's stories that are just good for teaching people things overall because back in the day when knowledge was a little bit different they used stories to teach people things because education wasn't the same as what it is today. And I'm not saying that it is any less important or that it isn't right or isn't wrong but that's just another example of how different people perceive religious text or information. And reading those texts and how you interpret them are also very influenced on what you have experienced in your life. Maybe you read something at a young age or early process of your witchcraft um, journey, but then 5, 10, 15 years from now, you reread the same thing, but it means something completely different to you then. So... And again, it comes down to your witchcraft journey is very personal to you and will not be the same as someone else. Another thing I would like to focus on is you should always have polite 
conversations with people about your experiences, but also do not lie or embellish about what you are talking about. This is something that can cause confusion and also spread false information or false expectations to people who are new to the craft. And those false expectations can discourage baby witches or just new people who are in the community. And false information can actually be pretty damaging. This also applies to when you are posting social media content that is not actually marked as being fun or entertaining because some people if you're trying to do an educational video say on TikTok or Instagram if you use technology to make something look cooler or just embellish something and you don't note that it has been embellished some people might take your joke as serious or real experiences and then it just gives them false expectations on what's going to happen. And for those who are a lot younger in the community or do not understand what they are seeing or not just not well versed in witchcraft at all, they might try to replicate what they see because they think that is what's supposed to happen. And if they do something that's dangerous to replicate what you made with a camera, which could be completely fabricated, could be very dangerous, especially when it's coming to mixing things or even dealing with fire. Just remember, everything you say and do about witchcraft online can influence other people because the internet is a very impressionable place, not just in witchcraft, but in all subject manners. But I'm also going to come back around if you are talking about something and you don't agree with someone, don't be an asshole and call people names. Even if you are correct, once you turn into insults and start disrespecting other people, you are the loser in that situation. So please be good people, don't insult people, don't spread false information, and do not embellish your experiences just to seem cooler or better than you might actually be. Okay, well this is now the end of the episode, and since I went over the social medias at the beginning of this episode, I won't go over them again, but I would like to say thank you to every one of you that listens to the podcast. I appreciate you so, so much, and we're getting really close to the 10,000 listener mark, and I would like to do an episode listener like question series where if you have any questions or there's just information you want to ask me about me and my experience with witchcraft I'm not going to answer any personal questions that would reveal my identity or anything but if you just have questions in general about the craft or my experience with the craft go ahead and ask me um even if it's just a simple question that only takes a few minutes or if you have multiple go ahead and send those to me on the social media, but let me know that you want them to be used and answered within the episode. And if you want to be remain anonymous and not use your uh, Instagram or Twitter handle or whatever it is, let me know as well because some people are uncomfortable and not out of the broom closet yet. So yeah, if you want to send me that, go ahead. But uh, I'm going to end this episode here and I will talk to you guys next week on episode 21 and have a great rest of your week. Blessed be.